0: Welcome to the Ron Keel Podcast. I'm your host, the Metal Cowboy. This show is built upon exclusive interviews with celebrities, authors, and entertainment industry insiders. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like buttons, and give the show a five-star rating. It really does help. Find me online at ronkeel.com and enjoy the show.
1: Access granted.
2: The boy is bound to get dirty when he's playing cowboy.
1: this is jack uh can't get to the phone leave a message and i'll get back to you as soon as i can thanks
0: hello jack this is ron keel calling for our scheduled interview please call me back on this number if you can or i'll try back in about five minutes man thanks looking forward to it it happens usually at least once a week Hello, is this Jack?
1: Yeah, what's up, buddy? Sorry, Mr. missed your call, man. I was uh, in the in, uh, in Louvre.
0: It's all good, man. Great to hear your voice. Are you up for this? Yeah, absolutely, man. Man, thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk Thank to you. you and uh, looking forward to catching up. Well,
1: thanks, brother.
0: You got it, man. We'll jump right into it. Shouldn't take long. I'll, I'll tell you, we uh, edit the radio broadcast on 10 stations. Down to about 12 minutes, and then the entire version of the interview goes on the podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Google, iTunes, all that. So anything we say can and will be used against us in the court of public opinion. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, I know how that goes. Right on, dude. Let's kick it off. Here we go. That is Jack Russell's Great White from the album He Saw It Coming, a great record by one of the most loved guys in our business. We go way back, and this week we're going full speed ahead on the streets of rock and roll as I am joined by the man behind that voice and that music, Jack Russell. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for doing this.
1: Hey, no problem, Ron. Nice to talk to you again, man. It's been a
0: while. It has been a while. I think the last time I saw you was at M3 2014. It's been a few years. we got some catching up to do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Aren't we doing some shows together uh, coming up? I think we have. We have something booked, or we, we did. We are. We
0: are. And that's the big news, uh, the big headline of this entire discussion and interview. We've done a lot of gigs together through the years, from our old Hollywood sure. heyday to Rocklahoma, M3, lots more. But next up, you and I are going to join forces for a big show at The Scene in Kansas City, Missouri on June 12th. It's going to be a blast.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be great, man. I mean, nice to see you again. We can uh, definitely catch up in person as well.
0: Yeah, it is. A, we'll talk a lot about that show during the next uh, 12 to 20 minutes. But you've been one of the careful ones, Jack, throughout this pandemic. You've been laying low. How long has it been since your last concert?
1: Oh, yeah, a year last February. Wow. So uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're planning on heading out. We, our first show, I think, is May 10th in uh, Texas. So uh, uh, that's going to be a, a welcome gig, you know
0: absolutely you got to be excited to get back out there with your boys oh
1: absolutely yeah i'm i'm totally excited it's been this is the longest i've been off the road well not really the longest i've been off the road was back when i was when i was uh ill when i had my uh uh co- my colon uh, burst on me and i was uh, i was out there with a year and a half so um but this is uh coming up on that so it's been a long one this has been so boring i mean it's really just destroyed so many people in rock and roll. I mean, I know guys that are, you know, they've had to go out and just get a regular job, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it horrible.
0: Has, it's been tough on everybody, and a lot of people don't understand that as musicians, we are american small business owners this is our brand our business and we have been uh, many of us like yourself have been at a standstill for a long time i'm speaking with multi-platinum rock vocalist jack russell and jack as as we get older it gets tougher to keep up with our heroes like sammy hagar Steven tyler those guys those guys are 10 years older than you and i are and they're still kicking ass how have you stayed in rock star shape during this recent downtime
1: well, you know, I've been exercising a lot to keep up. You know, I mean, that's just uh, what I've had to do. I mean, because I had a hip replacement about, I don't know, nine months ago, so I've had to really stay in shape to get get back to uh, to par. You know, um, but I mean, I, I, I exercise a lot anyway because you know, especially during the COVID, it's been, uh, you know, like you said, it's just been there's nothing been nothing to do except sit around and watch TV or, you know. Uh, play Yahtzee or whatever, you know, it's, uh, definitely been a a trying time for all of us. And as you said, we are America's, America's small business owners. And, you know, it's really hard, you know, when you're, uh, you know, I mean, for a lot of people, unless they've been, you know, uh, fortunate enough to have the money to, uh, not have to go out there and uh, join them, join the workforce at some, uh, some level, you know, I mean, I just count my blessings. I haven't had to go get a job somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah, and you know everybody knows guys like you and me. You, you can tell from the everything you see and hear online that Jack Russell lights up and loves that experience when you're on stage singing your songs, playing music with your guys. I mean, without that, it's like food for the soul. Of how we're starving without it, and I can't wait to get back on stage with you. I'm glad that you're going to be out there this summer, and I'm glad to do at least one show with you, and hopefully more. Jack, a rock front man. Like you and me, our best friend is usually the lead guitar player. And singers like us are always looking for our counterpart, you know, our Jimmy Page, our Joe Perry, whatever. I thought you and Kendall came about as close to that type of dynamic as any of our contemporary bands that sprung out of the eighties. But in recent years, seems like you've been twice bitten, because you found the perfect working counterpart with your guitarist and partner, Robbie Lochner. What a great dude, and I know he's always got your back. Tell me what that relationship with Robbie has meant to you these past few years.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's saved my life, really. I mean, to, I've been so fortunate to find somebody that's not only a, a dear, dear friend, you know, and uh, has come into my life and, you know, made it better. You know, dug me out of some dark pits, you know, emotionally and spiritually, but you know to have that writing partner that came in and, and we had that instant connection it was like we've been working together for years you know the first album to me was a, a great record i'm really proud of it one of, one of the records i'm proud of most and um you know it just kind of it was just one of those things that was like magic we just clicked you know i've never expected to to find that again you know cuz Kendall as you said Kendall and i you know we had that going for many many years and, um, I didn't expect to find that relationship again, but I was very fortunate in, uh, in Robbie Locker, you know, to have that, uh, that, uh, presence and that, you know, um, uh, writing, um, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. This guy, this guy's got your back in every, and I've done yeah. interviews with Robbie on his podcast and TV show and, uh, gotten, right. to, gotten to know him pretty good over the last few months and uh, just uh, texting and, and talking back and forth, that guy really, really loves you, and he's got your back. What a great partner, great songwriting combo. And as I was looking through tracks to play on this week's radio show, you know, I, I went back to my uh, he saw it coming album, and I'm going, which which song should I play? They're all great. It's all Jack. It's all you and Robbie making some really good music together. So I'm really happy for you, and uh, glad that you found Thank you. that partner. Man, he's a great dude.
1: Yeah, he really is, man. I, I love him a lot. You know, he's got a great family. You know, you know we we get along great. We get along really well. You know, is Eric Baker still your manager? <laughs> no that's been uh we mixed that a long time ago all right well, I'll, I'll, was, uh, I'll, I'll edit that out more
0: i'll edit that out of the interview i just wanted to make sure because i know you do have a strong business team behind you as well your your agent john domigal at arm is a friend of mine and i know he's done a lot for me through the years how important was it to have the support of an agency like arm and john domigal after you split with your former band and struck out on your own
1: well, it was huge, you know, it was huge. You know, John and I go back, we go back to, uh, like 1987, 1988. So we've been friends for many, many years and, uh, you know, the relationship was already there. So it was, uh, I, I felt like I'd love. And yeah, as you said, it was very, very important, you know, I mean to have somebody that has your back out there, uh, on the touring side of things, because I mean, there's so many people out there that just don't do a good job and they don't keep their artists well. <clears throat> Pardon me. And they don't, uh, you know, Keep you in in the best situations. I mean, John has always had my back when it came to uh, to, to doing to doing gigs and keeping us working. You know, so it's uh, it, it's that's what we've been with him since you know the very beginning of this.
0: Well, he's a great guy and i do know him well we've worked a lot together he's in minnesota and i'm in sioux falls so we're we're five hours apart we've done a lot of stuff together the past few years i think the world of john Domagal and arm please let him know i said hello and i recommend i
1: sure will, I, sure
0: will. I, I highly recommend that jack russell's great white and the ron keel band do a lot more shows together
1: that would be great. I would love that, man. I would love that.
0: Just like the old days. I know. It It, it really would. And uh, it, it's a great double bill. And I tell you, I haven't seen this level of excitement in a long time. Uh, the, the Shark family and the Keelaholics, they, they, they're really excited for this gig in Kansas City, Missouri, at the scene on Saturday night, June 12th. And the fans love you, Jack, not only because of the music and that sweet voice, but because you're a fighter, and a survivor as well and, and you've set a great example for people that have gone through adversity and come out better for it on the other side
1: thank you ryan i really appreciate that man you know I, I i've always said never give up you know never give up on your dream you know and this is all i ever wanted to do and you know just because i've had some setbacks you know physically and um and career wise i would never uh you know, let that let that stop me from doing the thing I love more than anything else in the world. You know, which is being on stage to sing. You know, I mean, there's nothing like it, as you know, and and um, having the fans there and and you're know, just trying to make them have a you know let them have a better day. And, and even if it's just for an hour and a half or so, you know, to make them smile. It's a it's a great uh, it's a great gift and it's a great honor.
0: Absolutely, man, and you do it well, and I'm super proud of. Of how you. far you've come, because I know you have dealt with a lot of adversity and, uh, like I said, come out better for it on the other side. We just played a track from your album, He Saw It Coming. I do my best to support new music from our favorite artists on this show. How important is it for you to keep writing, recording, and releasing more new stuff?
1: You know, I think it's very important for a musician to do that, because that's so sort of hard to solve what we do. I mean, you know, to create, to, to manifest things, that's a uh, and that's the true gift of of musicians. That's that. Without that, you know, we're, we're not really expressing our, ourselves, and not really, you know, putting out the uh, the the emotions that we need to. I mean, it's very cathartic, you know, writing songs and and um, and making music. You know, for me, it's always been a healing experience. You know, uh, spiritually speaking. Yeah. And it's one of those things that that you know I, I love hearing hearing. Um, Music that I've written um, or had a part of—I um, I, I just one of those things I really, really enjoy, you know. And I love playing in front of a live crowd. I love—I love, I love giving music. Right now, speaking of that, we're in the middle of uh, working on our next record. I know it's been a while, but we've had the projects that we've been doing. Um, it's been a while, but we're uh, we're working on that right now, and I'm hoping that'll be out sometime this year. Um, but uh, we're getting ready to start basic tracks pretty soon, so. Good I'm really excited about
0: that. Good, you should be. And we're all excited about it as well. The website is com. My man, I can't wait to rock out together at the scene in Kansas City, June 12th. All our best to you and your family and your team in life and in music. Thanks for coming on the show, and I'll see you soon.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome, man. Thank you very much, man.
0: Jack, real quick, before you go. Yeah, but if you have sure. another minute, can I get a couple of liners? Just one liner. This is of course, uh, of course. Jack Russell on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel.
1: You got it. Hey, this is Jack Russell on the streets of rock and roll with my pal Ron Keel.
0: And if you want a couple of show promos, I can pepper those into the broadcast over the next couple of months before the gig. We're looking forward to seeing you June 12th in Kansas City at the Scene. Jack Russell's Great White, Ron Keel Band, all that stuff. That those are the the bullet points. But if I can get a couple of show promos for that gig, it will come in very handy.
1: Okay. Now what do you want me to say now? What is it now? All right. The gig is
0: Kansas City, Missouri. The Scene, is, June 12th. The Scene. The scene.
1: Kansas City, Missouri, the scene, June 12. Kansas City, Missouri, the scene, June 12th.
0: Hang on one second. Yeah. And uh, whatever you want to say, looking, looking forward seeing you know, to seeing I all the fans. Right, yeah, well, just uh, give a message to the fans and how much you're excited about uh, getting back on stage and, and you know doing, doing a show with your old bro, Ron Keel.
1: <laughs> you got it, man. All right. Hey, this is Jack Russell. Looking forward to seeing you all at the scene in Kansas City, Missouri on June 12th with my brother, Rocks Ron Keel, and his band. We're going to have a great time. So come on out and see the show. Don't miss it.
0: Man, that's epic. Really, really cool, Jack. Thanks so much for your time. and I <laughs> You're can't, welcome, man. I can't Anytime. wait to see you. It's going to be a blast getting back together in June, and uh, I know the fans are going to eat this broadcast up. Uh, just thanks for your time, and thanks for setting a great example for all of us uh, that love what you do and uh, what you've done and and what you're going to do in the future. We appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Ron. I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud of you and your radio show, man. That's really great. I'm really happy for you.
0: Well, thanks, man. Uh, You're the best. God bless you and your family, brother. Right on. Likewise, man. I'll see you in June. All right. All right, buddy.
1: You got to look forward to seeing you, bro. Ah, All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Hey, this is Ron Keel from the Ron Keel Band, Steeler and Keel, and you got it, the right to shop at the coolest stores on the planet, specializing in all things 70s, 80s, and 90s. Retroactive and Retroactive Part 2 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and online at shopretroactive.com. And I'll be there with you to celebrate Retroactive's Sweet 16 Anniversary Celebration on Saturday, July 31st. That's right, the Metal Cowboy live in store at Retroactive. I'm going to play some music, take some photos, sign some autographs, basically shop all night and party all day. Music, movies, memorabilia, and more. Retroactive and Retroactive Part 2 have it all. Once again, I'm Ron Keel, and I can't wait to see you at Retroactive, Saturday, July 31st. Visit ShopRetroactive.com. Hello, Ron. Hello, Jeff Tate. How are you? Man, I'm great. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Thanks for doing
2: this. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Where, where are you located at?
0: I am in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the wild, wild Midwest. All oh, right. right. Seems the it's uh, six, seven years now, but uh, I think we're experiencing the same type of weather this time of year. I can tell from your latest video that you enjoyed shooting that one out in the snow and the cold.
2: <laughs> Definitely, yeah, the definitely. Challenge of the biggest challenge of a shoot like that is trying not to get a red runny nose. You know, I know, dude. I did this
0: Black Sabbath tribute a couple of years ago, actually last year, and the guy says we need a video right now, and it's the middle of winter, and I've got the shaved head, you know, like you do, and uh, it was absolutely a blizzard, and it's a Black Sabbath tribute, so I went to this graveyard, the cemetery in in downtown Sioux Falls. And got one of the best videos of my entire life. Of course, I'm wallowing around in the snow with my my dome showing and uh, uh, singing and, and lip syncing during a blizzard. But the product is great. The results are all that matters.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Well, I appreciate you doing this, man. For the record, we edit this down to 12 minutes for the radio broadcast on nine different stations worldwide. And on the Ron Keel podcast... We share the entire unedited conversation on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, all that. So whatever we say, can and will be used against us in the court of public opinion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Okay, well,
0: that's brand new music from Sweet Oblivion featuring Jeff Tate. The new album is called Relentless, available April 9th. From Frontiers Records, and I'm pleased to welcome my old friend and one of rock's legendary voices back to the program. Hello, Jeff. Great to catch up with you, man.
2: Ah, uh, good to hear from you too, Ron. How are you?
0: We're doing great here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I trust you and Susan and the girls are all doing well.
2: Yeah, everybody's uh, healthy and happy, and uh, you know, just trying to make it through the other side of this incredibly insane year. You know, like just like everybody, I guess. That's right.
0: Well, Renee said to tell you hello, and I told her just come on down to the studio while I've got you on the line and say hello yourself. But she insisted that wouldn't be very professional and asked me to pass along her greeting as well.
2: Oh, great. Well, tell her hello for me.
0: I will, man. Thank you. Last time you were on the show, you had just released the debut from Sweet Oblivion, which I thought was... I thought it was the best album released in 2019, except for the album that I released, which is pretty good. But that was a great record. I'm still listening to it. You were very gracious and seemed really excited about that album at the time. But then in other media chatter, I started to hear that you were not happy with it. And this time around, there's a new lineup of musicians and a new producer. What's changed and why?
2: Um, Well, the whole project, uh, Sweet Oblivion, is uh, meant to be changeable. Um, You know, I I spent 30-plus years working with the same people when I was in Queensryche. And when that ended, um, I was uh, uh, working with Frontier Records at the time, and I told them, look, I'm really interested in working with uh, different people. I want to be put into different situations and uh, different collaborative efforts And if you hear of anything, or if you get any ideas, you know, let me know, because I'm I'm very open to that. And uh, they came up with this uh, Sweet Oblivion idea, kind of matching me with uh, different uh, musicians, different producers, uh, that kind of thing, and seeing what, you know, could happen. And, um, yeah, both, uh, this is the second project from that, uh, different uh, producer, uh, Aldo Lenoble was the producer and main writer on this. And... um, I was very happy with uh, the result. I think we, uh, we came up with a really cool record and um, seems like a lot of people really like it. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased. Absolutely. A,
0: a huge response so far. As we record this interview, the new video for Another Change has already racked up well over 100,000 views. It'll probably double that in the next 24 hours by the time this interview airs on the streets of rock and roll. Who knows? A lot of positive comments as well. And people say, this is is the jeff tate i've been wanting and missing jeff tate is back jeff tate still got it so many great positive comments jeff do you read those comments on sites like youtube and blabbermouth like i do
2: (laughs) no i never do (laughs) i i have no clue what's uh i have no clue what's happening out there with uh with anything really yeah i'm uh i'm pretty much a hermit you know remain in my own scene and uh you know uh I have a small circle of acquaintances I work with and deal with, and and that's that's kind of how I I live, you know. Although Good for I you. you know I do I do different uh, projects and things like that, but uh, yeah, I've never been one to uh, you know uh, search out other people's opinions of me. I get it, man,
0: and I have the hardest time with that too because I ignore those comments as well. But I'll get a, my text. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. My text feed is blowing up. Hey, I hear Blabbermouth's talking about you. <laughs> and, and I go, no, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. And then eventually I'll get out of bed, grab a cup of coffee, and I'll read it. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's all relative, and everybody's got a voice these
2: days. It's an interesting thing, like you're talking about. You know, uh, it's other people's opinions, you know, and what, uh, I don't think I really need to, uh, to address that, you know, or, or to focus on that. I mean, I know what I like, I know what I'm interested in. And, um, you know, that's, that's why I, uh, I do things the way I do.
0: Exactly. And the fact that you've sold uh, millions and millions of records and had a legendary career in our business, I feel the same way, man. I sold a few million records. That means billions of people don't like me and don't want to hear what I do. So I'm good with that. Let's talk about the creative process. It's my impression that you were more involved in the musical side of this album uh, accomplishing that sending and exchanging musical ideas on the virtual world of the internet, like the last sweet oblivion project, but how did that go this time with you being more involved in the music itself?
2: Um, yeah, I guess it, it wasn't too much different than the last album. Uh, they just kind of let me, you know, run rampant over, uh, all the different, <laughs> you know, ideas, you know? So, um, you know they send me a bunch of stuff and they, and Aldo very cool and very open minded He goes, "Hey, look, you know see if you can make heads or tails of any of this stuff or it can grab you and then we'll we'll compile you know uh, a group of stuff together and see what we can come up with you know and and I like that approach you know he uh, was very open minded about uh, you know changing things around or deleting things and uh, and that's a that's a big step for a writer i think to be able to step out of their own idea you know enough to uh allow somebody else to come in and you know edit and um, change you know what they what they've already written you know so uh my wife and i rented this cottage in ireland over this last summer and um i just sat in the cottage uh, working on this record um the whole time we were there it was a fantastic uh place to work and um uh, very inspirational and great view you know of the uh, surrounding valley and the ocean you know it was very nice and so uh i just uh, every few days send stuff off to aldo and say well here's what i'm i'm doing what do you think and nobody was stopping me so i just
0: kept going and let me dig deeper <laughs> into that detail jeff if you don't mind what were you sending him a lyrics melodies recordings of, of of chord progressions with your voice on top of it as a singer and musician i'm Fascinated by this process. What exactly were you sending back and forth? Uh,
2: Secret coded information, Ron. uh,
0: The the, the, uh, secret codes to your bank account, I'm sure, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, But I I do the same thing, Jeff, writing long distance now with people over the virtual world of the internet and how we approach that. It fascinates me because so many great records, like this new Sweet Oblivion record, are being made in the virtual world. I'm speaking with renowned vocalist Jeff Tate, and Jeff, obviously, uh, I'm a huge fan of your voice and everything that you've done. It's as rich and expressive as ever. When it came time to record these lead vocal tracks, do you do that at home in your own studio, the personal in your personal studio, or at another facility with someone else engineering?
2: Um, yeah, I do it at, in my in my studio. Yeah, and you're punching uh, that's all the, the buttons. Way I've been.
0: You're hitting the buttons.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been I've been doing it that way since, oh, gosh, in mid-90s, you know. Wow. So uh, I'm pretty used to it, and I've been through all the, you know, trials and tribulations of the Pro Tools platform and been as frustrated with everybody else by the technology and, uh, you know, come out the other side, you know, breathing air. So, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it, and, um, you know, in today's world, if you want to work internationally with different musicians and different producers, this is the way it works, you know, and um, I mean, you got to remember and you you know this, Ron, I'm just saying this mostly for the listening audience that, you know, re- records are are made completely differently these days than they used to be made. You know, just like now we have MP3s and MP4s and digital recordings. And, you know, we don't need to make records on lacquer anymore, you know, yes. and tape machines and all that old technology. That's, that's dinosaur stuff. That's, that's, that's went the way, well, like, like the internal combustion engine is the same thing. It's, it's on its way out, you know? And, um, I know there's a few diehard people who, you know, oh, I prefer the sound to vinyl, um, I wouldn't trust those ears. Honestly, yeah. I
0: always, you know, I, I, I always have a lot of great singers on the show. I had Ronnie Atkins from Pretty Maids, your partner in Aventasia, yeah. on the show last yeah, week, I and know, I, I talked to him about the same approach. Uh, and I'm always interested in how guys like you and Ronnie uh, deliver these vocal tracks. Uh, that are absolutely world-class and and that richness and expression and the, the, re- the recording techniques. So I'm picking your brain as I get ready to do my next album. I want to do what the good guys do. And uh, it, it, the results speak for themselves on this new album, Relentless by Sweet Oblivion. People don't understand a lot of this stuff that you do. Marrying the right lyrics with the right music, collaborating across the world with people, to create what really is a very personal product. I mean, it it is long distance; you're thousands of miles away, but you're creating something very personal and capturing those magic moments. It's not as easy as it sounds, is it?
2: Well, I think you have to develop a certain level of you know, technical proficiency, you know, in in your craft. Uh, you know, you know, you have to know how to you know uh, edit digitally and, and use a, a DOP platform you know and then you need to marry the right microphones and you know outboard equipment and things like that that you might like or prefer uh I love that stuff you know I've collected all kinds of interesting gear over the years and 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 bought new stuff as well along the way and upgraded and um yeah it's a it's a fun thing to do I like it and uh I like uh I like the way it is now where where I can send something to whoever I'm working with and they can, they can change it and send it back to me. And we can basically work, uh, you know, uh, uh, very quickly that way, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. to you get, you know, the idea in place, the the definitive sketch of what you're trying to make. And then after you agree on the sketch, then, you know, you, you just uh, work on your performances, you know, and get them to, where you all like them, if you're using a, a judging plat, you know, uh, panel to sort of say, yes, that's a good performance or not. Or, you know, you just try to give them, you know, multiple takes of greatness.
0: I think it's strange and it's fascinating to me, but I think it's strange how the distance between us as we're recording and working with people all over the world has made the experience more personal. You're, you're in your own yeah. zone. You're in your own place, your your own mic, your own studio. And even though you're working with people all over the planet, the creation of these songs and recordings has become so much more personal. So I, I think that's fascinating. And that dichotomy to me uh, is is one of the advantages of the real world. I talk to a lot of people on the show about making these long-distance records, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way at this point. uh the product speaks for itself. And the new album from uh, Sweet Oblivion featuring Jeff Tate called Relentless. I cranked this thing up when we got the interview scheduled. And by the way, I apologize for calling you like a week and a half ago. <laughs> you probably got my voicemail. I just saw Jeff Tate on the schedule and say so I got excited I'm talking to Jeff Tate on Friday. So I've had 10 days to prepare for this one. But during that oh. time, I, w- I was cranking this thing up through my PA system in my rehearsal room. And it sounds fantastic, and I'm I'm trying to take it all in and pay attention not only to the voice and the lyrics but the musicianship, the production, the vibe. And suddenly I realized during that first listen, I can't I can't understand what he's saying. What's he talking about? What's he saying? I, because on that one special track, you're singing in Italian. It's absolutely beautiful. How did that come about?
2: Uh, I, well, Italy has become a major sort of. Uh, uh, thing with me. Um, I, I tour in Italy. Two of my guitar players that I work with regularly touring are from Italy. Um, I rehearse in Italy oftentimes. Um, my wife and I started this uh, separate project called Backstage Pass Travel, where we take uh, people on uh, tours of different places around the world. And Italy is one of the places that uh, is very popular that we take people to, to visit. And uh, and I'm working with this Italian record company, and my producer on this project is Italian. So, I, I thought, you know, uh, why not a song in, in Italian? And uh, I-, I floated it by Aldo, and he said, "Why would you want to do that?" <laughs> he says, "You don't, you don't, you don't speak Italian." And I go, "Well, I I don't speak Italian in conversation, but I I think I I mean I order on." restaurant menus what's (laughs) what's the difference you know (laughs) and he says okay well i'll tell you what you know um you sing the song in italian and if i can understand what you're saying then we'll we'll do it you know so i got the two thumbs up so it it made the record (laughs)
0: It's absolutely beautiful, man. And, you know, I have a, some some deep Italian roots as well. I lived there for a year um, in 2019, 2020, when uh, I was just drinking wine and riding horses on the beach and working on songs myself and I uh, have a deep connection with that country. A lot of the military tours that I did for the Department of Defense touring the uh, military bases in Europe. And of course, I have this relationship with Frontiers Records as well. And like yourself, uh, part of that Frontiers Records machine, one of the best albums of my career, the namesake of this radio show, Streets of Rock and Roll, was released by Frontiers. We played the Frontiers Festival a couple of years ago in Milan. So I know the Frontiers boss, Serafino Peragino, I think I could pronounce that. In fact, we spoke via email just the other day. And I know you, Jeff. You're a very focused, very driven you like to be in charge, and you and Serafino, you guys are both alpha dogs. How does that dynamic work between you and Serafino, the guy who conceived and oversees this project?
2: Um, I think we have a mutual respect for each other, but we have a middle guy that we work with, so we don't have to butt heads. A mediator. <laughs> a mediator. <laughs> yeah, so to, so to speak. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Well, you were. That sounds like an amazing uh, time that you spent over there riding horses on the beach. It's like a dream come true, right? It
0: was amazing, and you know, I was doing the DoD tours uh, for the Department of Defense. And when the tours mm-hmm. finally ended, I I just I, I met a girl, and not my current wife Renee, but uh, uh, I just felt like I need to stay here and, uh, and enjoyed that experience. Um, I was done with the business. Literally, the only time in my life I've considered retiring or quitting or stopping, maybe I'll be a songwriter, producer or something, but I'm done with this stuff. Uh, I just decided to stay and ended up staying for a year. And Long story short, I'll cut this out of the interview so it's not about me, just between you and me. This is is just two friends talking. I'll cut this section out of the uh, radio broadcast. But uh, I, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was done. I'm done. I've been on the road for seven years, solid, and dealing with musicians and all the other crap that we have to deal with in this business. I'm just gonna stay here for a while. And after about three or four weeks, I, I got the itch to play and sing. So I booked an acoustic gig at this little pub uh, in Sigonella, Sicily. This is where I was living uh, in Sigonella, and that's where that reignited my desire to write and create. That atmosphere, and we would. Uh, there was a couple of, there was a guy who owned a vineyard who would let us rehearse at his vineyard, and we would go out there and drink wine and just play music and write songs. And it was just a, a really great, energizing period of my life. Now, what, 20 years ago? But a uh, uh, deep love of that country and uh, some great friends still that uh, we stay in touch. And I, I admire that and uh, really, really enjoyed the Italian track on the new album. Uh, Jeff, you've got a considerable amount of tour dates listed on your website, jefftate.com. And these days, it's tough to be certain about anything. What's the status of these shows, which feature you performing Rage for Order and Empire in their entirety?
2: Well, you know, when the uh, pandemic kicked in, I was on tour at the time in yeah. America, on the East Coast, and uh, it... It was such a shame to stop because, well, the tour was going great. We're having sellout shows and 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 uh, the band was just on fire, and uh, but of course, COVID was hitting, and I mean, we could see the city shutting down behind us in our rearview mirror as we left. You know, so we we had to call it quits, and and then all the the shows that we had booked all got you know postponed into the future, and so. I think the dates that are up now are the second time they've been changed. And, uh, cause everything gets, keeps getting pushed further out, but I think things are looking pretty good now. And, um, I know we're starting hard and heavy, uh, in, uh, August in the UK. And then, uh, we come back in the fall for the U S, uh, dates. But right now I am booked until Christmas, I think 2023. Wow. And, uh, I'm I'm a busy boy. I think, it,
0: I think it does look Which good I, I, for
2: I, the future. I, I mean, I don't mind. You know. I don't mind being busy. You know, it's a it's a. I, I've been hitting it pretty hard and heavy over the last you know seven or eight years yeah. too, and uh, I I like to work. Uh, that's probably the biggest uh, complaint I had when I was with Queens Is you know getting everybody out on the road was you know you'd, you'd be home for like two years, and then yeah. finally you'd go out and tour for. 12 months, and then there'd be another two years at home, right? Well, I, I like to stay busy and, and keep working. So I, I I keep my band moving pretty hard and heavy now, and we uh, we tour pretty hard.
0: Good. Good for you. And I do feel good about the future of touring, and I uh, finally don't have to ask that question in these interviews. Is it ever coming back? Are we going to come back? I'm pretty sure we're going to be back. And I think that what would make it truly complete, Jeff, is if you had the same opening band that you had on the entire Rage for Order tour. Remember who that was?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I'm speaking to the singer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was a great memory, dude. I mean, I, I always treasure that time when we were the opening act on the entire Rage for Order tour. And it was the first tour I think I ever did where I couldn't wait to get away from the dressing room or the merch table, and get out there and watch the entire Queensryche show. I think I saw every show on the entire tour, and a great memory for me. And that uh, certainly, that friendship is uh, loud and proud to this day. Having you on the show now for the third time, you've done it again. Uh, you have. You have done it again, my friend. I hate to bring this up, but you abbreviated the word featuring on the new album. Remember we talked about this last time. It says, Sweet Oblivion Feet, period. Jeff Tate. We spoke about this. Did Serafino veto my suggestion to actually spell out the entire word featuring?
2: I think it's an Italian thing. You know, I don't know what it is, but uh, it keeps happening. (laughs)
0: I just love it, man. I don't care what you call it. It's a fantastic record. I had to bring that up because that was my – I'm going, why can't they just spell out featuring? Sweet Oblivion featuring Jeff Tate. it's, it's doesn't cost any extra or
2: anything. Well that's it. That's it, Ron. You know, every letter costs something, so. <laughs> you know? I don't think so, uh, we're man. We're keeping the prices down. And I'll you make know, sure we're to keep the prices down for the fans. <laughs> I'll make
0: sure to do that uh, on every advertisement we do for the radio show. This is The Streets of Rock and Roll Feet, Jeff Tate. <laughs> it's an amazing musical journey, man. Relentless hits the streets April 9th, available in all formats including colored vinyl. Find it online at jefftate.com. Jeff, great talking to you, man. Great catching up. All our best to you in life and in music.
2: Thanks, Ron. You too, man. Take care, and thanks for having me on your show. Appreciate it. Got it. Always. Jeff? Jeff?
0: Are you there? Yep. One I'm more. here. One more question, and this will be edited out of the broadcast, but I'm making a personal appeal here. Um I can't put this on the radio, on nine stations, without music. And I've asked John Freeman, your publicist. I love John. not throwing him under the bus. Great guy. He takes good care of me. Uh, I've talked to Mario at the label, but they will not send me a WAV file of a track that I can put on the radio. Oh. Can you do that? Can you email me a track, uh, any song that you'd like to be featured on the show? Uh, because I've got the streaming link. I've listened to the record multiple times via the streaming link, but there are no downloads available. Is that not cool, or I, I, they won't even respond? John says, you know, he rescheduled the interview for today, and it, the schedule is all good. I say, hey, by the way, John, I need music. I can't play this on the radio if I don't have a track.
2: Yeah, well, let me look into that, and, and I'll try to get you something. I just... Yeah. Need, I just is, need- uh, is it
0: uh, Ron Keel at... Ronkeel.com? That's correct. That's my email address. I just okay. need one wave file of whatever track you'd like to feature.
2: Okay, and is it is it uh, better to send the, the new album, uh, Wave Tracks?
0: Yeah, I just need whatever song you want to play. I've got the, the, the previous album, of course. I just want to play a, a track off the new record on the radio broadcast, which will launch one week from Thursday. So, uh, yeah. I'd like to play a wave. I need a wave file. I can lift it off YouTube, of course, but the the audio quality doesn't compare.
2: Right, right. Okay, yeah, let me see what I can do and and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you know either way by the end of the day.
0: I appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks, man.
2: Okay, Ron. All the best to you and
0: Susan. Thanks so much for rescheduling and for the time and and for the the great discussion, my friend. All right, take care now. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Ron Keel Podcast. As always, it's a blast, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill. Thanks for letting me entertain you. Wow. Find the Metal Cowboy online
2: at Ronkeel.com. Wow.